You got the COVIDs? Today is September 1st, 2021, and you're listening to episode 48 of Manchild and the Old Guy. He's the manchild, a bearded 20-something, and I'm the old guy, a cynical Gen Xer. This is your intergenerational podcast where we discuss pop culture, faith, politics, and whatever we find interesting, broadcasting to the world from our secret locations throughout the central United States. I'm the old guy, and... I'm the man-child. Welcome to our stream of consciousness. Well, it's been about a month since we uh, last recorded episode 47 and uploaded it. It wasn't... I was trying out this Manano podcast board, which kind of worked last time. I used one of their mics last time. Did not like the sound quality at all. And... So today we tried using it again, but I hooked up one of my old mics that I really like uh, to the Manano board, and something's going screwy with the dumb thing, and it's not talking to my system well and Zoom and Audacity and all that stuff. Anyway, we went back to our old standard Behringer four-channel board, which seems to be working fine now, although I had to use our old digital to analog converter, which has a little bit of hiss in it and i have to take that out post-production but i think otherwise we're doing okay yeah <laughs> late react this is wwf now your late reaction on me yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. so take give everybody an update on the uh the big deal with theodore I don't know. What, what, I don't think there really is. A, a, I mean, a big update. The kid's getting bigger. Um, he's hairy. Yeah. So, uh, how do you know he's hairy? Uh I mean, I couldn't tell, but I guess talking to uh, mother and the girl child, well, the uh, ultrasound photos have these squirrely little lines and blurry areas in the body. That's mm-hmm. hair, apparently. Oh, okay. So he's going to be hairy like me. All right. Well, you you did come out. I always joke that you look like you were uh, something from the planet of an actor or a character from Planet of the Apes when you were born. You were quite hairy. In fact, I I always say that career as well as impersonating people from Planet of the Apes. Yeah, you had a hairier butt than I did when you were born. Yeah. Did you get (laughs) take a look at your butt when you were born, or? Well, I'm at the time my butt at the time. Right. Right. Which, you know, I could turn around and see it in a mirror. Not that I sit around looking at my own rear end. <laughs> this conversation's gone real odd real quick. You, um, you I don't seem, really have a lot of news. You He's seem doing really okay. Kids preoccupied. Healthy. Huh? <laughs> you seem preoccupied. Are you I, ta- are you discording with somebody else on your phone? No, 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 no. I, 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 I would never cheat on you in Discord. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe next right. time we'll try recording this on Discord. Yeah. It gives you a lot more set things you can mess with um, than what Zoom does. But in general, I there hasn't been really any news on the baby front other than baby good. Baby Mom, come out soon. Baby mama doing good? Uh, as good as a baby mama can do, that is HG. Yeah, there you go. <sighs> well, thank you very much for that. You're welcome. Has to do it every episode. Yeah, there you go. 
Okay. Well, we usually start out with your rant. So what do you have for us today? Okay. Okay. So I have this issue here. Um, I bought an expensive pair of headphones, not the kind to enjoy music with. Well, I mean, technically you could. They're for gaming. All right. I'm a big Xbox fan, but I also use a gaming PC. All right. So a dilemma is I wanted a headset that I could use with my PC and with my Xbox seamlessly. Mm-hmm. The transition between the two. I decided, after doing a lot of research, to go with the SteelSeries Arctic's 9X headset. The beauty behind this headset um, is that it has a built-in Xbox receiver. So the way you know you press the button on the remote, something on the con- console, and they sync together, it is that proprietary built-in receiver. Is that wireless? Yep, so then I can just hold down this button, sync it to the Xbox, so the next time I turn on my headset, it automatically turns on my remote and my Xbox, my Xbox automatically turns on my TV, I'm good to go. By the time my headphones are on, everything's all set. <coughs> so I got like something in my throat. Um, the other thing with it, though, it has Bluetooth built in as well. So while I am on the Xbox, many of my friends don't use Xbox, they use PlayStation, or they use PC. So we communicate uh, through Discord when we're on the game. Mm-hmm. Man, I gotta mute myself. So if you're, uh, that was ah, a big yeah. cough. Uh, so if, you, my throat. if you're playing the game on Xbox, they can play it on PlayStation, the same game. Yep, ninety percent of this stuff now is called what's called uh, crossplay. So companies basically have a server where they all share information off of it and that's just kind of how it works but xbox chat doesn't work on every consoler now i got hiccups awesome (laughs) doing great just shooting a thousand Uh, a day on a recording yeah i am aren't i um so we use discord but i can't do that on xbox it's only on pc so a bluetooth discord for my phone to my headset and then i have the actual game like audio going to my headset and you can do great both at the same uh, time yes and that's why i paid the big bucks to get this. this is an audio problem folks <laughs> this is caleb not being able to or Manchild not being able to speak i got any hiccups now <laughs> oh my gosh uh, <laughs> so i got this headset and then it's bluetooth so i should be able to just bluetooth it to my pc if i want to and SteelSeries has a program called GG that I can download and then connect the headset and adjust the EQ settings and all this kind of stuff between the headset on the PC and it affects the Xbox. Well, I have this problem. It's on the Xbox and then suddenly it starts getting garbly listening to people on Bluetooth or the Xbox part just like turns off and I don't know what's going on. So I have to turn it off or disconnect to Bluetooth and reconnect to Bluetooth on my phone and I've had all these issues since I've got it, let alone it has USB, uh, micro USB instead of uh, like just USB-C, which I don't Mm -hmm. know why, everything else. And there's nothing on Reddit. There's nothing online about these headphones I can actually find information on. So for the past two months, I have been emailing SteelSeries trying to figure out like, hey, can you send me a replacement or do something? Things so I can kind of get these to work, or you know, I don't know what's going on because the big issue was at some point the sound was like at five percent, no matter how loud I turned it up. So they showed yeah. me all the stuff how to press a little, it's a pinhole 
It's so tiny. They're like, oh, just get a little, you know, little pick to put in there. You have to use like a baby needle. You can't use a paper clip. It's such a tiny hole. First off, that's well, a horrible problem. And what do you do? Just it. poking in there? Yeah, I got to poke in this little hole to press a reset button. But the reset button's rubber on the inside. You can feel it because you can feel it poke through the button when you put, press it. I'm like, that's an awesome design. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. I don't know why it's not just like hold down these two buttons and it does a reset. No, I got to, you know, stab the headset next to the receiver and the drivers to, you know, get it reset. So I do that. Sound comes back. It still will not register on my computer. I had to buy a $20 uh, Xbox uh, receiver for my computer where it has like the built-in Xbox thing and it works on the computer. I had to do that just to get the headset connected. So technically, I should be able just to plug in the micro USB cord into the headset and the computer and it still work. It doesn't. Um, and just nothing's working. I'm talking to Steel Series, and no matter what I do with it, it has always had issues. And my friend Garrett ended up giving me just his old Razer Kraken headset. That's a USB headset for my PC, and I just have this for my mm-hmm. Xbox now. I paid a lot of money for this headset just to use it on the Xbox. Like I paid for this kind of money to use it on all these things. And the reason I didn't get a protection plan on either because it was buku bucks. So I'm like, I'm not going to pay for that. This was supposed to be my forever headset, right? You buy quality, you buy it once. That, yeah. that was the plan. It is not quality. It's absolute garbage. And after all these conversations, having to dissemble and take all these pictures and do all this stuff for this headset, Steel Series gets back to me. And let's see, I can pull up the email here and uh, read you word for word what they have said to me about what I'm supposed to do with my headset to make sure I can get the warranty. At this stage of the warranty process, you will be provided with specific instructions to destroy your product as much before you proceed. Please check that your device is in stock by navigating to the product page. If it is out of stock, do not destroy your product, your warranty device. Instead, press the notify me button to be emailed when the product is in stock. Huh? How are you supposed to know whether it's that doesn't make sense? I go to their website to see if they have it in stock. If they have it in stock, then I can proceed with the warranty. If they don't have it in stock, I can't do my warranty. This is the way the warranty works. I have to take my headset and chop off both of the earpieces from the actual band, like just decapitate this on both sides. Take 20 pictures of like every angle possible to show them I destroyed this headset. And then They'll decide whether my warranty is valid and if they'll go through with it. And if it is, they'll give me a coupon code to use on the website to get a like new version of what I have. So refurbished. Essentially. And this is the point where I was like, well, this seems really extreme. So so what if they deny your claim? Then I just lost a $200 headset. That makes absolutely no customer service sense. Exactly. You know what Razer does? Like my buddy James, he he, he bought one of the, like the nice Razer webcams, have a mm-hmm. ring light, all this kind of stuff built into it. Well, the light wasn't getting as bright as it should. He was emailing Razer like, "Oh, hey, I'm having these issues. Oh, we'll send you a brand new one." No, no, no. Can you just show me how to fix this or send a new light? No, we'll just send you a brand new one. You can keep your old one too. Yeah, that's what most companies. Amazon half the time does it. Yeah, Logitech does the same thing. It's like, "Hey, my mouse isn't uh, connecting properly. I think I need a new like." Uh, weight on the inside for it to feel oh we'll send you a whole nother one well this one was still oh we'll send you a whole nother one not a problem 
Yeah, like uh, Seal Series. You need to literally destroy your product before we can even consider your warranty. And I, finally, I look up online, like destroy Arctic 9X headset on Reddit. And this is a post from three years ago of like 50 people complaining. They have to go through the same thing. So all the issues that this headset has had when it came out almost three years ago, I have a lot of mucus in my throat. I don't know why. I <laughs> keep swallowing. Uh, um, you got the COVID? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I got the vac, so hopefully not. Um, from four years ago when it came out, the issues now have not changed. People are still commenting on the post about the same problems. And instead of like just full refunds, just here's the new headset. Like You have to destroy this headset. We cannot just send you a new one. So I'm in this dilemma now where I had this expensive headset that halfway works the way i want it to those expensive because i could have just got a headset that just does what it does for the xbox it doesn't go back and forth there's do the bluetooth i had ways of doing the bluetooth which is like an extra headphone underneath the headset mm -hmm. i'd rather do that than have spent this money on a headset i can't use and i'm just mind boggled that today's a day and age where this product costs them like two dollars to make i'm sure it probably costs two dollars and fifty cents um, I'm sorry, the 50 cents, got you know, got to make a profit. Um, and they're telling me that I have to completely decapitate it and then prove I killed it for them just to tell me I can get it replaced. And when they send me new ones, it's not new ones, it's used ones yeah. that are quote-unquote refurbished. But all the issues they've had from almost four years ago still persist persist in all these new ones so you can't take it back to the store you bought it from for anything so you can't take it back to the store you bought it from no what because it what did you buy it online i, I got it for best buy and they won't take it back they can't do anything it's past my return period aren't you like a platinum member you get like 100 days no i'm not a platinum member you gotta spend so much grand there every oh, every thought... year employees were automatically no factored no, we, in they, they don't care about the employees man they, we don't get anything for that kind of stuff especially nowadays none of that stuff does does it doesn't mean anything you get a slight discount on some things a big discount on a very few things and that's about the only benefit you get at work at that store we should get your wife all ramped up and send her in uh, i don't think that would do anything whatsoever <laughs> they're just like, so. oh wow that sucks <laughs> Having a redhead so, go in there yelling and screaming won't work. Probably not, because we both work there. We might want to um, tone it down a bit if you want to keep getting our paychecks. Oh. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I'm like stuck in this problem because I've never had this in any other warranty. Even Microsoft, like I was six months out for my Xbox Series Elite. Do they sell these things at Walmart? <laughs> just going to Walmart, like, hey, I bought these here. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, Actually, I, just... I might do that. Just go to Walmart. Hey, I bought these here. Get the receipt. Uh, no, I just, I just got them a while ago, and uh, they're just not working. And then just like give me my money back or something. Well, they'll exchange it. Yeah. They. Yeah. So not, I'm, not I'm that, just stuck not here. Not that I'm never... advocating for doing that, but it you know it doesn't do Walmart a whole bunch of never mind because they'll get the money back from the manufacturer. Yeah something but i'm just kind of stuck because i've i've never like i was saying with my xbox controller i was six months out of warranty and i told them hey this issue like happened i don't know what to do is there a replacement they're like oh send us your controller take off all your accessories you have works you will not get those back send them send the controller itself minus all the accessories on it that came with it 
uh, keep the case, cords, everything. We'll just send you another controller that has that one part that broke off, replaced. Like, it'll just be basically a brand new one. Put all your stuff back on there, you're good to go. Mm. That was six months past, and they're like, oh, yeah, you know what? We'll give you another year. So I have until March of 2022 to actually finish that and actually send it, which I should probably do. But I have up until March to send it back. That's already a year past the point, and they just gave me another year for no reason. Um, That was easy. It was for a reason to keep you as a customer. Yeah, there'll always be a customer of Microsoft. Steel Series, this is the last thing. I got Michelle got a mouse from him once that was like, it's okay. It's pretty nice. It's like one of those really lightweight ones that feels like paper. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer my heavy Logitech mouse because I'm a man. Um, but I'm never gonna buy Steel Series again. Anyone that's listening to this, do not buy Steel Series. It's garbage. It's absolute just a waste of money. Don't do it. Steel Pay, series, customer service horrific. Steel series is garbage. Yeah. So that's going to be my rant. I'm stuck in this warranty issue where I can get rid of this headset and get the same problems or just kind of keep it and deal with them. No, either no. way, I'm out that money. Yeah, either way, you're kind of... I just can't believe that they would make you destroy the headphones before you send them in and then could say, oh, it's not warranty, and then you're just screwed. Yeah, I thought about trying to, like, Photoshop it to look like I destroyed it, but I don't know if my skills are that good to I'm make sure, it look I'm like... I'm sure if you go on to a couple Reddits, somebody probably has pictures for you. Ah, dude, I've been trying to find it for the past week. I can't find pictures of anyone that's posted their stuff. <laughs> wow. So, Well, with that, we want to take a moment to acknowledge our Stream of Consciousness listeners out there. We appreciate all of you for listening and adding to the value of this podcast. Would you share your stream of consciousness with us? You're helping to produce the show. That's your turn. You gotta do the delay, though. Oh. If you found value in this podcast, please visit anchor.com slash mctog to support the show. We wish... We uh, we want you to interact with each other as well as with us. So look for the man child and the old guys Facebook page. Links can be found through our website www.bloodpumpmedia.com. You can also cross your streams of consciousness with us by emailing us at bloodpumpmedia at gmail.com or commenting on the Facebook page. Yeah, and we'd love to hear from you. Please send us your suggestions or comments so you can help produce the show. If you like what you hear and you're finding value and entertainment in what we are doing then by all means, be a proud listener by telling others about the show so you can cross this stream of consciousness with them. As you see the show on social media, please like, share, and comment to the MCOG group on the podcast community. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to tell the tablet to stop now. It keeps wanting to play the music. Stop. Okay. Um, Roll today. Yeah. Well, you know, we used to do this kind of weekly, and then uh, yeah, and then I went to <laughs> London, away. and we took a break, and then I yeah I I moved away, and now we just do it once a month, so we get out of get out of practice. But it's all right. Yeah, we went to yeah. London's one of those lost episodes where we tried to do it over the internet, and it oh. it would for that, no reason function at all. That was it was terrible. That was not not good. Um, all right. Well, our first news story for today is a don't be that guy. Let me click on my right button here. Oh, I'm sharing the wrong screen with you. You're seeing the Word document, aren't you? 
I am. Yeah. yeah let me get the right screen. <laughs> Let's see. Here we go. It's another uh, Florida. Don't be that guy or another mm-hmm. state. Um. It so is Florida. It's a Florida. So we have a couple Floridas, but the don't be that guy is this Florida thing. So this dude, he tried to show off. He takes a girl out for her first date and he gets pulled over and he decides to go on a high speed chase with a girl he's on a first date with to impress her on his motorcycle. Um, so they the police broke off the chase when they started going at well over a hundred miles per hour. There was, they were able to apprehend him at an intersection a few minutes later. Court records indicate that this guy named Beverly also refused to slow down as his date was screaming at him to stop. He admitted to the, admitted to the offense of speeding and the officer wrote on his arrest affidavit, the defendant stated he was trying to show off for his date. The female said she was screaming at him to stop, but he refused. This was their first date. So probably the last one as well. Uh, you know, I would hope that she has better um, taste than what uh, what she chose here for this first date with this dude. So, I yeah, I don't, sometimes I wonder what girls are thinking. You know, they, you know, this is the old uh, do girls really like the bad guy, you know, kind of thing or the nice guy. You know, like the bad guy in high school, once you get into your 20s, it's more of like if he invites you over and he has Capri Sun in the fridge and asks you if you want one, you know, that's the guy to marry. But if he's <laughs> like, hey, Sun. man, you want a shot of whiskey when you get over? That's when, you know, like, ah, it's, it's probably not in my best interest. Yeah. Uh, did that one open? Oh, what happened? So the next one is actually a story out of Chicago. This don't be that guy. Um, I'll wait for it to come up. So, man bit off motorist nipple during road rage class on Lakeshore Drive in Chicago. No, <laughs> yeah. bites off a dude's nipple. Yeah. So, uh, a Chicago man battered an off-duty Chicago Police Department officer and bit the nipple off the cop's buddy during a road rage incident a couple Sundays ago. Kyle Clark, thirty-five. Also had a gun in his car, according to the allegations. But you're probably more interested in hearing about his nipple. <laughs> the uh, see, uh, let's see, this is CBS Chicago reporting this. And Clark and the cop both got out of their cars, and Clark punched the cop twice in the face, according to prosecutors. When the other victim tried to help the off-duty cop, Clark bit the man's nipple and tore it completely off. Oh no. The off-duty officers arrived and took Clark into custody after a brief struggle, according to allegations. The victim, who allegedly lost his nipple, allegedly lost his nipple, <laughs> was taken to a nearby hospital to have the wound closed with stitches. So the guy lost his nipple. It doesn't say they reattached it. I wonder one, if the dude one just... One nipple man. Did he just, like, spit it on the ground or swallow it? Ah, that just ah, that's not good. Yeah, they, so, they put it in like a bag of ice. Like, oh, it'll be good for a couple hours. So yeah, he was charged with uh, aggravated battery of a police officer, and he's out on hundred thousand dollar bond. So 
Yeah. I what Better come with ten grand real quick. Now that's some street fighting right there, right? Like <laughs> That's you know, not street fighting, that's just weird. I mean, no I one mean, bites your nipple off in a street fight. I mean, it's one thing to kick a guy between the legs. You know, I think that's if you're in a fight, the you know, kicking somebody between their legs, that's kinda low. But biting the nipple off is worse. I I just that's never occurred to me. Like, hey, we're in a fight and you got me grappled or something. I'm going to bite your nipple off. If Thank you really want to end the fight while you're fighting, just take your pants underwear off and just stand there and like, all right, let's go. Let's go. And yeah, everyone's just going to, you know what? I'm good. Well, there's that old Here's saying. Your wallet back. There's that old saying. If you're in a dark alley and you think somebody's following you, then the best thing you could do is start hitting yourself and talking to yourself. And in general, you'll be left alone. Even if people wanted to mug you or something. <laughs> they start hitting yourself. I knew it should hit the body better. They're going to find yeah. it. They're going to find it. Yeah, stuff like that. And you'll supposedly freak people out. I guess it's like playing dead in the uh, forest when a bear's coming up on you. But biting the nipple. Ah. I I don't believe that's up with a bear. They're going to eat you anyways. They eat yeah. dead carcasses laying on the ground. I, they're going to eat you anyways. Well, and they're, yeah, they're going to eat you and, you know, you're always, <coughs> excuse me, when you're out in the woods and there's bears around, you always want to have a buddy and you want to be a little faster than that buddy. Yeah. You always take your chubby friend with you. Right. You always have a chubby friend. Yeah, zombie they, apocalypse, they're slower. You got to have a you plan. Know, whatever it is. Whether yeah. it's, yeah, whether it's zombies or bears, you're okay, at least for five minutes. And, you know, five minutes is all it takes. So we need to talk about Afghanistan this this is going to be the big news for most of the show, I'm sure. Yeah, well, we got, I posted four stories here. So, um, I I do not understand what our government is doing there. Now, no one's going to argue that it's time for us to not be at war in Afghanistan. However, I did think that we would keep the Bagram Air Base kind of functioning something that we spent billions of dollars building and just leave like a peacekeeper troops there, just like we do around the world. We, we are in South Korea, Japan, Germany, Great Britain, France, um, you know, all these countries all, all throughout Africa and South America. Now, some people would say we shouldn't have those bases there and that's a whole other argument, but could anybody say that there's a country that needs more peacekeepers than Afghanistan? I, you, you would... well, I think the big argument's going to come into that. Is, are we really going to be keep peace? Let's, let's be honest from what you and I know about what we're really doing there. We got poppy seeds, we've got oil, we got cheap labor, and it's a great place to fight proxy wars and do this other kind of dumb stuff that we can get around, get away with doing over there. We can't do over here. Day has like their favorite little hideout over there. They could do whatever they want around the world and just hide back in Afghanistan. Well, don't forget if, there's another aspect here that the military tends to use um, in these type of situations is a test bed for new weapons. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so they've so, been. So, I mean, the reality is, is if we or... kept, a, a, you know, a peace troops there, is it going to be peace troops or is it going to be uh, five Marines, two Army soldiers, and then. 300 contractors that don't exist and they're only there from Blackwater doing highly illegal things for the government. Well, I, 
Regard if they're not killing Americans, I don't care. <laughs> That's the thing is, you know, the the military's job is to kill people and break things, not to be police forces. Every time we've called on them to be a police force, which basically after the first few years in Afghanistan, that's all we were as a police force and um, protecting the CIA's poppy fields. And the uh, anytime the U.S. military is a police force, it's not it never ends well. It always ends this way. Vietnam was the same thing. We never declared war in Vietnam. And we were just there as a police force. Um, and every time we try to do nation building with people who don't want it, it doesn't work. Uh, all throughout the Middle East and Afghanistan's a new prime example. Iraq is another. If we pull troops out of Iraq, it's going to do the same thing. It's not going to survive. We need to keep a few troops there as like um, the sledgehammer deterrent kind of thing, like I, honestly, at this point, and this, this is where I've kind of stood with all of this, and it's the same place as Teddy Roosevelt stands and FDR and several other presidents, is if you're going somewhere, you're not going to just be there. Either you're not there or you're going to conquer there. So if we're going to Afghanistan, we don't need to be Afghanistan. Like We literally pour, 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 uh, poured billions of dollars to help them build their own army and police force and we gave them money and guns and helped set up a quote-unquote government um all all this kind of stuff and after 20 years as soon as we kind of like back up a little bit it's gone they like didn't do anything about it so we might as well just take it over the entire country made it the 51st state or a new province (laughs) and that was it we didn't back off a little bit we backed off a hundred percent the the um afghani police forces and military depended on our reconnaissance and our air support to do anything. And that was our mistake. And Biden cut the, not only did Biden cut all of the white house, cut all of that off at one time, like overnight just said no more. And then he also cut off the contractors that helped the Afghans maintain any kind of equipment. So not only did we say, okay, you have no more, uh, reconnaissance information from us no more intelligence you no longer have our air support and what equipment we have given you we're also pulling out the contractors who help you fix and maintain it what what were they going to do there's there's no other option for them except give up so yeah, I, there's always an option they just keep fighting until it just kind of all goes away well there is reports coming out today that 30 cities in afghanistan have fought back against the taliban uh, and, and has that's not the allowed that. I don't think we Taliban. should be in there fighting that war. They haven't. Mm. They never asked us to be there. We showed up, and then we're like, "Oh, we're here to help you." And then they became to the uh, point where that's they not, need us. That's not a good. We went there after nine eleven to blow the heck out of the place because it was a terrorist training spot. They yeah, and then out. we never left. How many years have we spent there and pouring trillions of taxpayer money? into this into uh, a black hole of things that we can never account for well, how much well, like how many billions of dollars do you think have just gone into the pentagon and the department of defense doing that, defensive that, work over there every, that we will never know that has just existed and it has done nothing it has not produced uh, I, I would challenge you tell me when's the last time we've had a terror attack from outside in the United States. 
9-11. Oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. You want to dumb that down a bit? I mean, from outside, what does that mean? We had the Boston bombing. We had people ram trucks into vehicles. Even Canada had idiots coming in and shooting up uh, schools. I mean, we've those, had, this, we've those had were multiple all, times of people doing this stuff. Those were all we've had it. multiple moments where people, we've stopped things from happening. There have been at least 10 things in the last 10 years uh, Those were all people that we allowed to immigrate into the United States that we probably shouldn't have. Right, but us being there didn't stop terrorists from coming over here. So even if we shouldn't have let them immigrated, it doesn't matter. You're like, oh, well, we stopped these terrorist things. We stopped them here. We didn't stop them from immigrating here. We didn't stop them from coming here. We didn't stop anything. Well, that's a whole, I mean, that's a whole other discussion that our government does one thing on one hand and does another on the other. So it's the same way with they will mandate all this COVID stuff for a U.S. citizen, but the 10,000 people a month that are coming across the southern border, they flop them into towns like nobody's business all throughout the southwest and uh, the central United States and don't require them to get a COVID shot. And then wonder why there's infection rates going off the, you know, off the deep end, because you're just That's dropping you half these states that don't believe COVID exists. They do too believe COVID. They just don't want to. Yeah, get nah, nah, nah. yeah. You got governors like what's that dude Abbott in Texas? Like COVID doesn't exist, and now he's that, out with COVID. That is that is an untrue statement. He's never said, and he he encourages yeah, everybody they, to get again, vaccinated. You're doing, it's the government doing saying this and doing that. He's saying, well, COVID exists, ha ha. You know, and then doing things directly. In he has ne- to all. That. I'm saying is he's never said COVID doesn't exist. Just because someone doesn't say they didn't, you know, I never said. So COVID you know what exist. the governor they of Texas know exactly is the way, You know exactly the way they're talking and how they're doing. You know they believe that COVID doesn't exist. It's some conspiracy with five G chips or something. I don't think that's the way a lot of these. I people don't think down the Texas act. governor is a QAnon supporter. I'm not saying he's a QAnon supporter. Well, the, uh, all that stuff is QAnon stuff. I'm not saying you don't have just because I believe Area 51 is a lot closer home than like the middle of some Utah desert or whatever doesn't mean I'm a QAnon supporter because that's somehow a fold into their beliefs. I, I'm just saying he is pretty evident in a lot of things saying he doesn't think COVID is as bad as it is. It, coming out with all those kind of things where it's like, yeah, COVID's not really that big of an issue. Even while you know Dallas and Austin has huge numbers of ICU beds like filling up, there's a bunch of people dying. I can't say I'm not there, but COVID is raging out. The southern states is where the Delta variant is flourishing. Those are also the states that are doing no mask, no vaccine. You know, there's no need to do any of this stuff. It's all voluntary, 100% voluntary. Uh, we make it 100%, 100% voluntary in states that don't believe COVID really has like a big importance to it. They're not going to do anything with it. So when you plop these people in there, like you're saying, well, yeah, they're not going to get shots. But I don't think that's the federal government's problem because, again, it's the state rights of the issue. uh, Hello, the the federal government's supposed to protect our borders. And then they just let people indiscriminately come across the border. What do you think is that? They should. It's fine to transport these people to other towns, but have them get a covid shot. That's all I'm saying. This is. And I'm well, saying you're Afghanistan. Make someone coming across the border get a COVID shot. You might as well make everyone that lives in the United States get a COVID shot. Well, but you could you could mandate it for immigrants. So you know every you other should be able to mandate it for everyone else. Then I'm just saying, like, if we're going to treat this as if you know, you know, like COVID is 100 percent and the vaccine's 100 percent, 
and we're gonna make people that are trying to like you know fleeing or whatever the reason coming they're to the states. They're not fleeing we're make anything. Them... They're coming here for cash. What? I'm saying I don't know. I because I'm not an immigrant. Oh wait a I minute! Don't know. You know what the governor of Texas thinks, but you don't know why people are. I'm not a million this. immigrants coming across oh, the border. Okay. I can make a lot of assumptions, and I have, you and I share a lot of the same assumptions about a lot why a lot of people come over. But if the government's gonna say every one of you has to get a COVID shot, they should as well say everyone in the states has to get a COVID shot as well. So I'm saying we're we're gonna stop the disease from coming in, but we're not gonna stop it from spreading within. What? Well, yeah, that's they're helping spread it. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, then make the people already living in a state force them to get it. Then if you're gonna force the people coming over to do it, force them to get it. Yeah. <sighs> this is. I'm not uh, saying your... we should force them, but I'm saying with, with the way you're doing it. It doesn't make any sense to say that if you're just coming over the border, oh, you have to have the vaccine. But then when you come, it, it, it's equivalent to when I come into my store, I have to have all this stuff done. I have to wear this. I have to do that. Wash this. I come in. I have to do that. But if Are someone just walks into my, my store, yes, I don't really have to make loud. them do anything. I have to turn you down. <laughs> so just for the record, in the last 14 days, the rolling average for Texas fatality is is 8.8 people per 100,000. So that uh, that's like four times as bad as the flu. Yep. Flu's around two people per 100,000. So in the state where I live, we're half, we're one person per 100,000, just a little over one person, 1.3 people per 100,000. So... It just goes to show that when you let people across the border that aren't vaccinated, they probably have COVID and they're they're spreading it. But I want to go back to Afghanistan real quick. <clears throat> Part of this is um, the way the White House had us pull out. We left about $85 billion of equipment behind. And uh, from helicopters to planes to Humvees, let's see. Um, 70 mine resistant ambush protected vehicles, 27 Humvees, 73 aircraft, rockets, artillery, mortars, the C-RAM system, which is basically the Phalanx system that sits on the side of aircraft carriers, but is used to hit incoming rockets and mortars. But, uh, you know, most, the, the conservative side of the aisle saying we left all this equipment behind for the Taliban plus I mean there's just there's thousands of weapons and stuff a lot of this was the the uh, military is now saying they demilitarized it which I don't know what that means they so I watched a video on this um, so I don't know if the they're blowing had, it all up but yeah I, I watched a video of, of like this guy that cobbled together a bunch of like TikToks and videos the service members have they literally like on some of these like black cop helicopters took like a sledgehammer and just do 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 the dash and said all right it's demilitarized and then like left they also left like a huge portion of like service dogs in oh, Afghanistan yeah. when they left Suppose, they're, like, they're just yeah. stuck there dying the humane society hate. of america is like going nuts over it yeah, I, I, it's so stupid. Just take the dogs. You have room for the dogs. Yeah, the last plane out only had 50 people on it. Yeah, they had room one for of them like, they fit. I don't know what, was it almost 300 people on the plane? Well, there's one plane, they sh a pilot stuck 642 people on it. Gosh, you could fit a couple dogs on there. But, but I tell you, the I'm, day 
The day I just lost respect for everything was the day I watched those videos of the people jumping on the planes on the outside of them, and then the airplane takes off and they fold the landing gear in and two or three people fell off the planes. Yeah. They're like thousands of feet to their death. I, uh, If that doesn't tell you the desperation of those people, then when, when we leave people, and there's already reports today of um, once the U.S. military was gone, the Taliban's going around killing homosexuals. One homosexual they hacked up into pieces and left his pieces around the town square to tell all the other homosexuals, this is what we're going to do to you next. Of course, they're already just killing anybody. And there's all those reports of us giving lists to the Taliban to help them get through the gates. But the other thing is the suicide bomber that happened, you know, like a week ago, there was three Taliban checkpoints to get into the airport uh, to meet up with the U S military. This suicide bomber went through all three of those checkpoints and detonated right at the edge of the U S occupied area of the airport. Now, this suicide bomber, they estimate, had between 30 and 50 pounds of explosives on his body. Jeez, it's heavy. That's a lot. Well, and there's no way you're covering that up with clothes, right? It is a fat man. I, you, if they're if they're really doing checkpoints and they're patting people down and whatever, how how could they not notice 30 pounds of what happens if it was inside job where the dude got in, but the explosives were taken in by other well, people? Well, regardless, the the U.S. military was counting on the Taliban to be security for them. Why the heck would we do that? People lost their lives because we relied on the Taliban for security rather than securing the area ourselves. These people didn't, the U.S. military people didn't need to die. The civilians, the 70 or so people that died uh, there, they didn't need to die from this if, if the military was allowed to run security in the area. I, this, this is all just stupid stuff. There, it's almost like they planned to pull out this poorly, right? Because you can't. There's no way else to stop this going on in such a terrible fashion. It's like they planned to do it this badly. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm torn between it because I have a couple ways of viewing all of this. One is I, I'm glad we're getting out. You've been saying it all my life. I'm saying it to yeah. ever since I've been conscious of it. Like we should really have not be here anymore because we're not doing anything we, productive. Yeah, we're we should spending... have been done there after like two years. Well, yeah, we just shouldn't be there for another 18 years. We stayed stuck around, not really doing much of anything and blowing trillions of dollars. And, for what? My quality of life, nothing for me has changed from us being over there. For some people over there, yeah, yeah some things have changed. But then if you look, it, it just it's a conflicting story your, of your, all these kind of things about your cellular technology and your your networking technology have all improved because of us being over there. But, you know, that's a. Okay, okay, that's another story about like our, our technology. Yes, the military improves technology. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> we could do that if we were just camping out in Canada. We're gonna figure it out regardless of being over in Afghanistan or not. We're in plethora of places. Otherwise, that's not the point. Point being, the amount of money per yield that what we're doing over there has done nothing really to fix anything other than cause more problems and strife within you know, this country and that. Uh, country. I would argue so that. I 
terrorism would have been a lot more aggressive in the world if we weren't there. Okay, so there's another thing. We go in there and wipe it all out. So part of me wants us just to be in there and destroy the whole place and bomb it and then blow it up and get rid of everything. But we didn't. We became a police force after we, you know, yeah. found things and took out specific targets and, and made deals. Yada, yada. Huh? Made deals. Poppy, yeah, ma poppy made, deals. made muy big o dealos. Yeah. So that's all right. China's going to benefit from it now. Probably Russia too. So yeah. So but, I, I'm torn between this. Like I, I'm sad these people that those 12 or 13 guys died, and I know one of them is uh, one of the people my brother recruited for the Marines. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, out of these 12 or 13 guys, we've lost 2,300 other people, 20 years here, and many of those people gave their lives for some of the in my opinion, the government's dumbest reasons. There's some of these people that should not have died for standing in front of a poppy field for extra marital, you know, marital affairs for like some congressman or, you know, just, just dumb things that do not affect us. What are you does not prove anything. And they're sitting over there dying for those reasons. Yeah. Yeah. We should not have left the way we did. Should we have left? Yes. Oh, yeah. I, but I, I can't Everybody give you, I'm, I'm not in control of this, so I can't give like an actual like, well, this is exactly what we have done. Because I guarantee you, even if we left and we had all these checkpoints and everything's stuck, someone would have shot a rocket launcher and bl blown something. Like something was going to happen. And I, I have no way of knowing what it would be. I'm sad and heartbroken this happened. I'm happy that we're leaving, though. I'm not happy the way we left. And I, I'm just kind of torn between the entire thing. Yeah. Well, that I think your your sentiments are pretty close to what most people are feeling. We could have left in a lot better fashion. Again, I I think we could have kept, you know, a handful of troops there at Bagram Air Base, and uh, just if the Taliban got out of hand, we send out a couple Reaper drones or a couple, you know, F-16s and take care of the problem, and then bring them back in line. And uh, now we, you know, they did that strike with that ninja missile that uh r x or uh r9 defense the, the, the we made a defensive maneuver where the, 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 you know how long the that department of defense listed as a defensive uh maneuver or something yeah, it was stupid. not defensive it was like that that drone <laughs> had to fly eight hours to get into the area so that yeah. drone's flying from somewhere in the middle east and it has to fly eight hours to hover for four hours to fly back eight hours Whereas if we kept Bagram open, the drone's like in the air for an hour getting to where it needs to be. And then it can hover there for 12 hours. So the, yeah, our tactical and strategic abilities to take care of issues in the area now is severely depleted because of these decisions. Now, the, I think we should enact the Spartan program, just like Master Chief and Halo. We had the technology, make the stupid AR helmets that are like, steel that have bolt resistant glass with like pop-up displays you can't see their face giant dudes and like just hardened metal suits and crazy weapons just give them that they're you know gonna be unstoppable just make spartans to run out there and you so know like do mobile kick some buttons mobile, save the day. mobile suit gundam kind of things uh i mean sort of i mean we could do that too we have that same technology we just haven't i mean we yeah. could definitely make a giant well like, as much as we spent in afghanistan we could have made a few of them yeah or we could have <laughs> probably solved cancer i don't know yeah whatever <laughs> so yeah the last thing i want to talk about afghanistan is this issue of <clears throat> trump is still banned from twitter but the taliban can still tweet 
And this yeah. is something that bugs the heck out of me. So they, the tw- Twitter now uh, has told the Taliban, as long as you don't show violent things, we'll allow you to tweet. So they were allowed to tweet out this morning a bunch of uh, coffins with American flags over the top of them and a big parade as, as we left that. Yep. You know, that's all nice. You know, whatever you think about Trump, he wasn't doing that kind of crap, but uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. That's cause I think that Dorsey dude still like runs everything for Twitter. Oh, Jack yeah, Dorsey. Jack Dorsey. The yeah. guy uh, who every that's, time that's I tricky because at one every side time I like, look well, at him, he looks more like he's turning into government from running stuff on Twitter. But at the same time, like you, you being Trump, which okay, get it. But then you have a government over here, so they're just like kicking gay people off roofs and killing puppies, and yeah, you're like, well, just don't put it online; it'll be okay. Right? Yeah. So, I, but Trump has a forever band. So I, I did put in the show notes a little thing from the Washington Post. Uh, that kind of uh, compares the end of the um, Afghan conflict with the Vietnam War, if people are interested. Um, So it is there. But, you know, Vietnam was a two-year transition period. And sure, right at the end, there was a run on on, um, Saigon from the Viet Cong. But that was uh, two years it took to pull us out. And Trump was... Trump had uh, disclosed his plan, <laughs> which was to keep Bagram Air Base open. So you had two more runways to get people out on and all kind. Of, he he had a better plan. Now, that's not to say that if Trump was in, you know, there wouldn't have been a meltdown in the country. But I, I can't see him doing any worse than Biden just did finishing this system up. But um, all right. Well, our next thing is. This little story, it's actually a Trump story, which is kind of interesting, which is that uh, Republicans are starting to get sick of Trump. So several of the Republican Party's biggest and most influential donors are signaling that they don't plan on helping fund former President Donald Trump's political operation, at least for now. Wealthy finances financiers have instead opted to spend money on the GOP's efforts to take back Congress to support another potential 2024 presidential candidates, such as Ron DeSantis or Tim Scott. Tim Scott's one of my favorites at the moment. Donors are also uh, concerned about how Trump's organization is spending the money it has raised uh, from smaller donations. And big money, sophisticated people are just losing interest in this SHIT show. Uh, said an advisor to longtime Trump allies in Silicon Valley. So you are a former Trump supporter and a now a kind of anti-Trump. And uh, what what do you say about all that? So here, you know, let me clarify one thing. I as Trump as a person, I'm I'm not anti-Trump. I like Trump as a businessman. One of my favorite books of all time, especially as an audio book, it's amazing, is Art of the Deal. Um, I think as a businessman, he's savvy, genius, his personal person. I think he's pretty uh, neutral, chaotic. Can't really tell if he's going to heaven or hell. Can't tell if it's an act being a Christian or any of that stuff, or if that's just, you know, actually believes it. I don't know. As a president, I really supported him politically. I did. 
And then as that four years kind of rolled off, he made some pretty choice decisions and words. And ultimately with the January 6th stuff, uh, just kind of ended it for me um, with them. It was high hopes, just like caved down. So for a lot of people, I, the GOP is kind of broken at this point. And it's the, the thing that everyone was saying was going to happen to Democrats. And I still believe is going to happen. Um, if Bernie Sanders, Sanders was elected, like, the nominee for the Democrats or one office, it would have happened where the Democratic the Democratic Party would have split. Uh, but the, right now it's the GOP that's splitting because uh, you have far-right influences that are now trying to move in closer and closer and closer uh, to the center of the right for the conservative movement, especially GOP. A lot of younger PragerU, Turning Point USA, uh, much younger conservatives that are you know Trumpers are starting to say bad things about the GOP and basically just going towards Trump. So did you have the GOP that's starting to become the, uh, what's the word, like corporate, the corporate Republicans, you know, rhinos, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff's just kind of starting to ball into its own. You have the very more far right-ish kind of people, alt-right, if you will, over here. Then you have the Trumpers, who are honestly the majority. You don't think Trump is alt-right? Um, that, that gets in some debatable topics. There are definitely certain policies and things he said, um, he thinks he said, quote unquote, but that, that would allude much more towards that. But at the same time, I think he kind of bases things off of his, uh, supporters. If he says something and they say, yes, he's a TV show guy. He's a show host. Yeah. If you say some dumb thing on Jeopardy and suddenly the whole audience loves it and they start making t-shirts, t-shirts of it. Well, you're going to start doing it to get in on it and get their support. So the wall, there's certain policies he had when he was running that he didn't originally have, but he made a comment and suddenly everyone stuck with it. So it became part of his campaign. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what Trump's doing with any of the money anymore. They've raised so much money. I have no idea what they're doing with it. I, I get calls nonstop. I can show you on my phone. Um, within the last day, today, I've gotten four calls from D.C., Virginia, Arlington, and you know, all these kind of things. I I think that's the problem people are having is either you want this – I'm not going to say fascist because, again, I'm not pinko commie or whatever, but this very idealized political party that is not centered around policy so much as it is personality, the cult of personality, which is part of Trump's spiel. If you're part of that, you're, you're not going to be anti-Trump, but if you're more – we're with Trump because of the policies, you're going to be more anti-Trump at this point. Um, because if you're at this point, Trump has changed quite a bit, just like he just got booed. And I think it was like in Alabama or Louisiana or something. He got booed at a big stadium because he was recommending everyone get vaccines and they all started booing him. Mm -hmm. um, so, though, so again, Trump is changing with his policies and things he says. The people that are there for him aren't going to make a big hubbub about it. But the people that are there for his policies in the beginning um, – are going to make a big hubbub about it because he's slightly changing because they're there for the policies, not for the person. So I think that's the well, issue we're seeing. So the GOP is going to start splitting into weird areas. Yeah, I don't know. Most of what you're saying is probably not too far off the track. I do uh, note that, you know, many years ago I stopped being part of the Republican Party because of the rhinos, the people who would say they're Republican and then go in and just vote basically as democrats so <clears throat> many years ago i you know dropped my affiliation with the republicans so i really don't have a dog in this hunt 
but I do like Tim Scott, and I also like uh, what's her buckets from North Carolina, Nikki Haley. So like we'll it, see yeah. what comes out. Uh, but I do think it's I, I ultimately for the Republican Party, I think it's good if they let Trump go by the wayside, let him be, you know, who he is. But having him run for office again will be a terrible, terrible idea. Terrible idea. So let's look at a couple of COVID things that are kind of crazy. So first off, at a Dairy Queen in um, British Columbia, Canada, there's a guy that the Dairy Queen uh, manager asked him to put a mask on. And so what do you think his response was? Uh, kindly, respectfully saying, you know, I don't want to. And the manager's saying that's all right, but I'm going to ask you to leave. And the customer said, all right, that's fine. And so, just walked out and there was no issue. Yeah. Nope. That's not what happened. Read the headline there. Dairy Queen customer urinates at counter over mask dispute. Yeah, so basically, <laughs> they asked this guy, uh, they said, we ask you to follow the rules, and they explained that we required everyone above age eight or above age 12 to um, wear masks. The man argues that they have to observe exemptions. Um, there's a, a video that you can watch if you want, but basically... He doesn't want to do it, doesn't want to wear the mask. Um, the man then proceeds to urinate on the counter of the restaurant while employees scream in horror and disgust. And I can only imagine Canadians, some guy whipping his wedding tackle out and just letting it all. Um, and then he pees all over the countertop. And then while he leaves, he shouts, you effing psychopaths at the employees. <laughs> takes one and no one it's not even it's not even late january or february in canada and people are already going nuts (laughs) like i guess in my head i'm thinking when you've been cooped up all winter and it's like you know 30 below zero okay you know some of this might rationalize out but there's they're they're just like their summer's just ended up there yeah um so i mean they shouldn't have any issues but i mean if you have that big of a problem um, I if if you have that big of a problem, just don't go to Dairy Queen. <laughs> right. Go to Tim Hortons. Go somewhere else. Just I don't go know. across the street. Get your ice cream over there. Yeah, I go to McDonald's. Whatever. Um. So the next COVID story is a judge asked a mother if she got the coronavirus vaccine. She said no, and he revoked custody of her son. So this was a husband and wife. They share 50-50 custody of their son. Mom is the primary caregiver. Nowhere she's not sick. The judge just asked out of the blue this and decided that she didn't deserve custody anymore. Now, since I uh, sent this or clipped this story for our show notes, uh, today I was reading a story that there was such an outcry over what this judge did he took back his decision, but it just seemed a lot very audacious of this man to uh, all of a sudden out of nowhere just say, well, you didn't get the vaccine. You don't get to see your boy. I don't know. What That's you- wrong. There was, there was a story similar to this I read the other day where um, the the father was vaccinated, wore masks, you know, did all this kind of stuff and, you know, made his son wear a mask and the ex-wife had the partial custody um was an anti-vaxxer all that like far far end 
of what he is and decided to start bringing him to big events as like a middle finger fu to the husband the ex-husband mm-hmm. and the judge ended up like remote like yeah, yeah you don't have custody anymore like you're COVID exists whether you get it or not and you're directly exposing this kid to events where no one else is following any kind of regulation um and you're putting that kid's safety um to the side just for this instance so that for that that makes kind of sense but just to say did you get vaccinated yet no sir all right you don't get to see your son that's it you're done never again like that that's wrong it should also be a lawsuit at this point yeah well maybe it will be i don't know Okay, a couple, three technology stories here that I thought were interesting. <clears throat> First one is out of the uh, Royal Air Force in the UK. They've uh, been testing uh, swarming drone squadrons. Um, now, I've, you know, I first read about this back in the late 80s in Popular Mechanics, that there was uh, futurists that were thinking about this having drones that would hover around and shoot at tank columns and such of course that's when the soviet union was still the the second big person on the block um so here you've got this raf uh, spokesman says our drone test squadron 216 has proved beyond doubts the disruptive and innovative uh, utility of swarming drones under our it's an acronym A L V I N A program. <clears throat> working Alvina. with yeah, Alvina, wor- Alvina. Working with our defense science laboratory and specialist industry partners. I can say that we have exercised swarms of over twenty ultra low cost drones drones uh operating together against threat systems to brilliant effect. So basically they put a bunch of drones out in an area, they say like okay, here's this threat, let's say it's a tank or something like that. So all these little drones just all start attacking it, and because it's kind of like death by a thousand paper cuts. But the technology allows them all to focus on one thing. Now, this technology, if you trace it all the way back, it's from the study of insects, actually, and how insects swarm. Like, a, for instance, they've, they've done a lot logarithms on bees like you know when a when an outside bee goes into a foreign hive all the bees swarm around it or a wasp goes into a hive all the bees swarm over it and just start attacking that one thing and so one bee stinging a wasp nothing 100 bees stinging a wasp dead and this is the concept here now this is unfortunately also the concept that i Iran is using when it comes to our aircraft carriers in the Persian Gulf. So Iran is invested in hundreds of these small, very quick boats uh, that they're hoping when the time is right to put like a hundred boats at every aircraft carrier and that um, the one or two boats will find their way through basically and get to the aircraft carrier. So, I don't know. I, it is a little bit scary because a lot of this is run by artificial intelligence. So uh, I'm I'm um, interested in it, but I'm also kind of scared about it, too, just to say. So I don't know. But uh, if if the RAF is saying something about this right now, that means the U.S. is quite far ahead of them in more classified things. 
Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. So the next one is interesting. Of course, this is from Elon. Tesla is actually going to make a Tesla bot, humanoid robot for general purpose use. I actually watched this entire event. Did you? What'd you think? Yes. Um, It was very interesting. So it uh, looks a lot like iRobot. Yes. uh, That's the funny part. He actually brought up iRobot. So I put some of the fears at ease before I talk about the amazing technological stuff with this is that these are limited at running like five miles an hour. There is literally a limit on how far mechanical faster than most people. (laughs) Well, it's saying most people can run far faster than five miles an hour. A walking speed is like a mile an hour. Well, the difference would be these probably have the endurance to run at five miles an hour for 26 miles. Whereas a person wouldn't. They're, and it, I don't know the bat. I don't know about the bat with the battery and everything, but it, it's got like a limited carrying capacity. It's got a turning motion. Like everything is designed in case a robot happens and it tries <laughs> to kill you. It like physically will not be able to catch up to you. It cannot outrun you. It cannot pick up stuff heavier. It cannot pick up your whole human and like just rape you. Like that is the wrong that, rape you. Uh, rape you. Pick you up. I hope the robots can't rape you. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be a scary day. Um, but but like it, there, he's like, put all your fears aside. Like we have designed, tested, and made sure that this isn't going to turn into a doomsday scenario where the robots start chasing us like Terminator. All right, so. He's he addressed all of that in there. Um, the big thing with these is that like the head is a, a big black piece of glass where it has LEDs built into it, or mm-hmm. as I think it's an OLED screen where it can display animations and whatnot. It's very interesting uh, battery. So I don't remember if they said they're using the solid state. I knew they were doing something different with the battery that's built into it, um, but they're not super heavy. Um, they're not crazy strong. The idea is that they're, they're just kind of there to help people uh, and to help build like automation. So when Tesla first started, it was really just a car company, an electric car company. If, actually, when Tesla started, it was a hybrid company. That would, when they started yeah. making cars, it was just electric. And at this point now, they're a technology company that focuses, focuses largely on artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, like watching the brain of how their computer works is absolute, uh, in the car is absolutely incredible. And in this... Uh, show elon and a bunch of developers actually showed um like footage from a car so they programmed a couple of cars to find the owner so tesla's have a feature where you can press a something in the app and the car will come to you uh i can't remember what's called the you know stock mode or there's something stock in there where it's mode? like the finder <laughs> mode where it'll like come and try and find my the car owner. is stalking uh, me yeah, you know, something like that. Well, if you're parked in the middle of a parking lot, well, it will back up, move around, and just keep trying to find its way to you. And it showed it making decisions from using all its cameras. So it doesn't use like physical, it uses physical cameras, but it interpolates that data into numbers and a bunch of lines. Mm-hmm. And there's like this weird sheet they created that they can like, from a 3D picture, kind of see what it's thinking. And it's literally like thinking, all these different steps like it comes up to like a crossroad and it's like well i can turn left but i can sense there's something over here and uh it'll just like it's determinedly you're somewhere in this direction so i'm going to turn right there's a curb so i need to angle just right car coming stop stop sign like it's just thinking and the 
they had this like chart that shot out one decision to the next and by the time it had found the person it literally like created this entire like uh synap like synapsis hmm. like just a single one in just that course the amount of decisions everything created um and then they j even from a 10 minute exercise doing that they have now a huge chunk of data they can plug into another computer and interpolate that um and that the idea is they'll keep making that go together into these robots so if someone needs help the, the robot, if you say like, oh, come here, Tesla bot, it can, from its charger, stand Good up boy. and navigate to you without a problem and assist you in whatever it is and make decisions based on what, you know, what's going sure. on. Well, I, I do think it's funny that in, if you go to the website that's in the show notes, they, they say world built by humans for humans. And then the next phrase they have up there is friendly. <laughs> Yeah, they, they 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 push that pretty hard. Like these are friendly. These are not attack robots. These yeah. are not this 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 and this. I'm just wondering how they're going to make the joints work. Yeah, the articulation of the the legs and hands. That'll be interesting to see how that comes about because the human body is really quite well designed by God with all these levers and um, pulley points basically and. Uh, it's hard to duplicate and hard to do that with motors when you have yeah. like muscles that expand and contract to make all this happen. We really, we have some metals out there that can do that, but not to the extent where it can be lifting weights and such. So um, just, just kind of interesting. It'll be interesting to see how all this plays out. So, um, so the last story is on technology is how AI powered tech landed Man in jail with scant evidence. And this is back in the state of Illinois. <coughs> Michael Williams' wife pleaded with him to remember their fishing trips with their grandchildren, how he used to braid their hair, anything to jar him back to his world outside of the concrete walls of Cook County Jail. Um, so William was jailed late August, accused of killing a young man from the neighborhood who asked him for a ride during a night of unrest over police brutality in May. But the key evidence against William didn't come from an eyewitness or an informant. It came from a clip of noiseless security video showing a car driving through an intersection and a loud bang picked up by a network of surveillance microphones. Prosecutors said technology powered by a secret, a secret algorithm that analyzed noises Detected by the sensors, indicted Williams, uh, indicated Williams shot and killed the man. So he's basically convicted because AI did all this triangulation and they they figured it was him. So I think it's funny that we used to complain about the KGB, like, oh, they must feel so oppressed over there, knowing people are watching. Heck, man, it's like 50 times worse over here. We'll just pick you up and take you to prison for killing a dude because something heard a gunshot and yeah. you're a block down the road. And it's not even a person. At least they knew someone was watching him. Here, I, you probably didn't even think there's a camera right there and some mm -hmm. secret thing recording you. Yeah, and there, there's uh, this comes down to this shot spotter uh, microphone system that several big and large communities in the U.S. are using. There's a lot of problems with their logarithm that's uh, getting fleshed out. And you can read this story. This AP story is quite long. <coughs> it's basically based on technology that the military used 
in Iraq and Afghanistan when they're getting sniper fire to triangulate where the sniper's firing from. And so the cities are using this to help police to determine where gun, gunshots are happening. But the, the microphone, what you'll see in the, hear, read in the story is the microphones really can't distinguish between the backfiring of a car and in some situations, a car door slamming and an actual gunshot. And so it's giving, it's using that kind of data to try to pinpoint gunshots and it's, it's data's way off. So I'm not going to imagine, I mean, even for sound engineers that I've watched on YouTube, they're that have to like, they find a sound they really like, they want to use in something. It takes them weeks, if not months to try and sift through all this noise just to get that singular sample. And even then they typically have to throw it away because it no longer sounds like what it did before. So if they hear like this bang sound, they got to get out the ambient noise, electrical noise, uh, car noise, people walking, people talking, birds, uh, the wind, lightning, rain. You have to like get rid of all this stuff to hear that one little thing. And by that, by the point you hear it, it's, it's not going to sound exactly the way it did before. And that, that should yeah. not be admissible evidence in anything. Absolutely not. So hey, there's a whole bunch of, there's a whole group trying to get this guy out of jail because it's, it's not him. They, they don't think it's him anyway. So we'll see how that turns out. But I certainly don't want some computer accusing me of something just because I happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's all I got. Yeah. I, Minority report, anyone. We don't need any pre-cogs out there. So a couple odd things. will help save us. Right. A couple odd things of culture as we finish up our show today. Uh, Bank robbery foiled when the teller can't read the stick-up note. A British man allegedly botched a bank robbery because of a handwritten stick-up note that was so sloppy the teller couldn't read it. The would-be robber was part of a short-lived spree and... East Sussex, he's 67 years old and uh, included a second failed stick-up and one successful theft of 3,300 pounds. Uh, Slattery was sentenced to four years in jail. There's his, his a note. I, looks like your, your screen won't, your screen won't stop what I've got just hand over, over the... the Tens and twenties. Think, think about the customers. Customers, yeah. It is pretty bad handwriting. <laughs> but I try to look at that. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. We don't accept these here. And just look at me in a <laughs> blank face. Like, I don't know what you're asking. I, me. What, what do you want from us? But that's, yeah, that's. Probably, I wonder if he has like my old Parkinson's or something. But uh, so that you have that note that's over in Great Britain. But then you've got the next note or the next story. Oregon Governor Kate Brown scraps need for high school students to prove proficiency in math, reading, and writing to get diploma and bid to bolster minority students who don't test well. Hey, we've had that my whole life. So, child left behind. Yeah, first off, uh, whenever you say minority students don't test well, I, I personally believe that's a very racist statement. You're just assuming... Uh, that they're not as they don't do things as well as other people. And that's a racist statement to me. I think that's terrible. So personally. um, Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's kind of difficult because there are situations where the minorities don't test as well. It kind of depends on those school districts where it's like, 
all the white kids are like from the richer side and all the you know other skin kids are from the other side and they get tutors they and other ones don't and that's why you get some of those issues there's other but, situations where it's backwards yeah, this goes back it's not it's not a race issue it's not a minority issue it's a socioeconomic issue the kids from the poor neighborhoods don't test as well because they haven't been taught math reading and writing as well as students in the suburbs so it's not a black thing it's not a hispanic thing it's not a white thing it's socioeconomic poor kid because of the way we fund schools in our country which arguably needs a change we allow poor neighborhoods to produce poorer students and because we're not expecting them to get anything done it these kids if they do do go on to second secondary education um these are the kids that take six years to get a college degree because their first two years they have to go back into remedial english and math classes um to to get the proficiency up to a level that they could actually go to college so uh, this is just stupid all the key indicators out there are if you don't read at least at grade level by second grade <laughs> this is this is where you're going to end up so every school out there should be investing monuments of time into f kindergarten first and second grade to get kids up the reading level of the second grader and then this isn't an issue anymore and to keep them reading i mean it's all asset development and people just need to do it period Make them read subtitles. That yeah, that's your, your favorite movie. That's what I did a lot when I was a kid. Yeah, because you know I like watching movies with subtitles on. So there's this interesting story from CNBC: tech-savvy teams falling prey to online scams faster than their grandparents. What do you think of that? The scam, especially working at like a Best Buy, the scams have changed so much. Yeah. Um, you Online. now have a new generation of kids that are getting old enough to where they don't know about scams, and they're starting to fall prey to those. And now the scams aren't just emails and phone calls. They're personal messages on Instagram, and they're um, ads you get, and you think it's not an ad. Yeah. Click on this. Online scam complaints from the under-21 crowd to the FBI reached about 23,000 last year up from 9,000 in 2017. The age group reported total losses in 2020 of roughly 71 million compared with 8.3 million in 2017. I think the other thing with this, not so much scam like, hello, the police will be coming to you if you do not give me money. It's, hi, my name's Jake Paul here on YouTube. And I'm going to teach you how to become a better YouTuber. Just pay $50,000 into yeah. my personal account, and you're going to learn so much. And Jake Paul, you can't wait to see you there. Yeah. V shred. Um, yeah. And then <laughs> 10 weeks later, you're like, I haven't learned anything, and I haven't got my money back, and I need to make the down payment on my college. Yeah. So one of, um, one of the FBI agents says, this group, this age group is very comfortable being online and very, and being very public about their lives. So that makes them very trusting when they're on the internet, which is the exact thing you want to hear. <laughs> you know, it goes back to that old State Farm commercial. Uh, I'm a French model. 
Wee wee. Bonjour. Bonjour. All right, a positive end note for us. Uh, cancer's Achilles heel discovered by scientists. So in British Columbia, Canada, scientists may be one step, <coughs> excuse me, maybe one step closer to de- uh, defeating cancer after finding what researchers at the University of British Columbia call the disease's Achilles heel. Their study has uncovered a protein that fuels tumors when oxygen levels are low and enables the cancer's growth to adapt and survive and become more aggressive. And they're targeting this uh, protein with an enzyme, and uh, it helps the helps make the disease uh, sp- the disease uh, cells uh, contract and die ultimately by you know taking care of this. So I hope it becomes a great treatment. I mean that would be kind of cool to in our lifetime if cancer actually does become you know gone i would appreciate that wouldn't you yeah i suppose so i mean it's gonna be hard not to be able to make cancer jokes anymore but i mean it's oh you're making cancer jokes yeah who doesn't make cancer jokes come on i just started i just started the wrong song (laughs) man it's a day isn't it it's going well that's all right well, that's about it for today, and we'll be uh, broadcasting. Um, I got that a little while. Let me turn it down. We'll be broadcasting from our secret locations again next time. Until then, I'm the old guy. And I'm the man child. Don't forget to cross this stream of consciousness with others, as we've done with you today. Until next time, don't fall up a down elevator, and... Remember, if I don't make it back, contact Elon Musk. Yeah, because you might be downloaded into a robot. Or I'm still running away from a robot um, at a brisk five-mile-an-hour pace. Yeah, there you go. All right, God bless you all. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bloodpumpmedia.com Across the streams. Across the streams. I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it.